0: Hello and welcome to episode 56 of Inside the WDF with me, Andrew Sinclair. This week is a stateside special of the podcast as I'm joined by the two winners of the recent Cherry Bomb International in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. The first winner of a men's ranking event in the USA in more than 450 days was a new face to many, the Dutch dragon Jules van Dongen. He beat Danny Lauby Jr. 6-4 in the men's final with a 93 average. And to be honest, it was a really impressive weekend from the Dutchman who used the difficulties of 2020 and the change of circumstances with everything moving online to really grow his game and bring it on to the point where he's going to be one of the top players to watch in America for, for a number of years to come, I think. I caught up with him at the end of last week to talk his path from the Netherlands out to the USA, dill pickle whiskey, how previously doing triathlons has helped him in his darting career, and his victory last weekend. I'm now delighted to be joined by the Dutch dragon, Jules van Dongen. How are you, Jules?
1: I'm good. How are you
0: doing? I'm doing well, thank you. And I mean, this time last weekend, you just won your first... WDF ranking title at the Cherry Bomb International in Florida. How do you reflect on the events of last weekend and the emotions now?
1: Yeah, I think it was a was a good showing for me personally, and, and especially um, you know after so much online darts, being back and playing live in person and my uh, first real big tournament and taking the win is uh, is pretty cool. I was pretty happy with it.
0: That was the first competition you'd played outside of your state, I believe. So, did you have any expectations on yourself going into the weekend?
1: My expectations were I just wanted to play well, uh, have some fun, not put any pressure on myself. But, uh, obviously, you know, once you're there and, and when you grow in a tournament, you, you want to win. Um, and I think once I reached the final, I was like, OK, well, now I want to go and win this thing too, so...
0: And I imagine a big part of the weekend as well was actually meeting a lot of the people you've been playing online with for the last year and a bit.
1: Yeah, and, uh, and uh, you know, like I said, it's uh, my first out-of-state tournament. I've never met any of these guys, so you know, and you, you, they look familiar because you see them on Facebook, you see them on uh, on your live stream, or or wherever you play. But yeah, that's that was a lot of fun meeting a lot of people and you know talking and you know, sharing. Uh, sharing training tips and, and, you know, kind of seeing what everyone else is doing out there.
0: I mean, you played very well in the final. I think you averaged 93 and a bit in the end. But a big moment for you in that game is when you took out one, two, four with Danny sat on 25. Did that give you the sort of kick of adrenaline to, to, to finish off it and see out the final?
1: Yeah, I, I felt the final Friday when I played him, um, I was constantly behind. I didn't feel you know had the upper hand in the match and on Saturday I felt a lot better uh and I think that 124 kind of uh embodied what I what I was feeling I felt pretty confident about that final yeah that 124 obviously uh probably uh took a little bit out of him uh, and gave me the momentum to finish it off
0: you you I mean you beat him on the Friday as well in in the sort of pro singles so do you feel that having already beaten him once in a game where You maybe didn't feel in control of things. Do you think that prepared you for your second meeting the following day?
1: Yeah, um, a little bit. I think at the same, the same. uh, I, I also think for him, he probably was more motivated to come back and you know win. So I don't know if it's an advantage or not, but but definitely, you know, that experience of already playing the final on Friday definitely helped.
0: Winning the Cherry Bomb International qualifies you for the the World Masters later this year was trying to make the World Masters a target for you in 2021?
1: Yeah, that was, that was my main goal. And the, the obvious reason is it's in the Netherlands. So it's uh, you know, coming home for darts. That's, that's pretty awesome. Um, so, yeah, that, that was my, my goal for, for this year and doing it the first tournament is uh, pretty, pretty happy about that.
0: Yeah, I imagine so. And what, what do you think it will mean to, to be back in the Netherlands playing in a, in a major ranked event.
1: Yeah, obviously I, I want to perform well and, and show up for this tournament, but, but still I'm at a stage where a lot of it is just gaining experience and uh, not, not trying to put any pressure on myself. And just go out and play my darts and, uh, and see where we go from there.
0: And I know since your win, you know, you got mentions on the, the Mastercaller podcast in the Netherlands and you're interviewed by the f- friends of the show, Darts Actual as well. So what's that recognition in Dutch media circles meant?
1: Yeah, that's that's awesome to see that uh, that that, you know, I'm getting noticed over there and especially when I was back in the Netherlands, I didn't really play darts competitively and, you know, so doing it over here and getting some recognition is, is pretty awesome
0: so when when you were growing up in in the netherlands was darts a big thing for you
1: uh yeah obviously i always watched a lot of darts i you know love watching uh, raymond van barnveld uh when i was a kid he was probably in his uh in his heydays you know he it, it was just fun to watch and then later on mpg came came along um I, I played darts, but it was more twice a week for 30 minutes. Um, I never played tournaments. Um, in my teenage years, I, uh, I did it because I didn't want to do my homework and I had a board in my room, so I played a bit of darts. But it wasn't until probably 2020 when I said uh, I'm going to actually start practicing consistently and uh, just putting in a little bit of more work and see where it goes.
0: So I know you moved to the, the United States about 10 years ago for, for studying. What was it that you were actually studying?
1: Um, so facility management. And I ended up uh, doing an internship at a hotel for six months. Um, I had to do some research. Um, and besides that, I also worked at the hotel. But it, I, I probably partied more than I uh, did you know, focus on my study in that time, but it was, it was a good time.
0: Mm-hmm. So, then what prompted you to actually sort of stay permanently after that then?
1: Um, so, I met my now wife um, four weeks before I went back home. Went back home, finished college for two years, and uh, then moved over here, being with my wife, and we now have two kids. So, and I've been here eight years.
0: And have you been in Missouri the whole time you've been in the U.S.?
1: Yes, always been Missouri.
0: And what's the, the local dart scene like where you're based?
1: It's uh, mostly soft-tip darts in the Kansas City area. Uh, for steel, uh, St. Louis is more of a steel-tip uh, city. So to play competitive tournaments, you have to travel. Uh, within, within Kansas City, there's just not enough uh, uh, big tournaments or, or competition i think
0: and when you actually moved over there did you feel that you know culturally you kind of slotted in straight
1: away yeah it's it's obviously very different and um i always tell my wife i said we, we need to move to the netherlands you get eight weeks vacation a year uh you know that's that's one of the hard parts here is that you you don't get a lot of vacation days and then traveling for darts and uh having to commit all this time and, and energy over over in europe in general i think the the quality of life when it comes to work is a little bit better uh luckily i work for a good uh, employer right now that uh takes care of their employees and uh and helps me out actually too with with my dar's uh, career so that's that's great but yeah generally speaking a lot more people here are career-minded and put in a lot of hours and not a lot of vacation, so
0: and in terms of your playing darts, you mentioned it already. Last year, you really sort of stepped things up and you know you were on live streams and online competitions all over the place. What, what were the triggers for you to, to start playing darts regularly and, and really seriously as well?
1: I played, in the beginning of 2020, I played a, a big tournament in Missouri, uh, down in Lake of the Ozarks. And I think it was over 100 people in it. And I ended up winning it. Uh, in the final to one of my good friends, uh, Eric Gregory. Uh, he also actually went to the World Masters last year, or two years ago. Um, and after that final, I I realized, you know, maybe, maybe I should put some, some energy in it and some consistency in training and, and see, you know, where I can take my game. And in that same time period, I also got laid off from my job with COVID. Um, so all of a sudden, here I was with a lot of time to train. would say I put in four or five months of every day for an hour, hour and a half. And, you know, after four or five months, it started showing in my game.
0: So when you were playing regularly at home, was that just sort of standard 501? Or were you doing sort of training games and exercises to, to take your game to another level?
1: You no, know, I, and I probably should focus more on, on uh, diversity in my training but I'll probably play way too much 501 um, I did uh, I did start enjoying the game of cricket so uh, I'll do that uh, as well but um, yeah I should probably uh, start doing more uh, you know diverse training and not, not so much 501 every day all day
0: well I think the 501 is certainly paying dividends at the moment for you so you know Obviously, with you know the lockdowns and everything, online darts became a huge thing last year, and there were so many opportunities and whatever. How much did that sort of regularity of action help your development during the year?
1: Oh, it's it's uh, uh, tremendous. It's you know if I see the exposure I get now to the high quality players, you know, not only in the U.S. but but our Canadian friends, uh, you know, I'll, I'll probably play three high quality matches a week now where you know it's 85 plus averages so yeah that's that's huge because you know if you play someone that shoots a 65 average you you can't average a a 95 you just don't do it Um, and I don't know if that's necessarily a a focus or or what that is but yeah you, you need you need to be challenged and you need to you know, play the best competition that's out there. And with the online darts, it's just, uh, that that's, you know, the great, uh, provides great opportunities.
0: And I think the thing as well, with a lot of the online games, irrespective whether they were, you know, CDC or just sort of random live stream games, they're all long, long, long formats. And that must have been a key thing as well.
1: Yeah, and especially, I kind of saw that when I was in Florida, that I started playing on Saturday at 10 a.m., and the final was at 1.30 in the morning. You know, playing playing a lot of games and playing along the formats will help you, you know, kind of be ready for that and, and be able to play a long day. And yeah, I've, I've played matches best of 30, 31, 32. Some really long matches. But yeah, that's ultimately it's quality practice is how I look at it.
0: I suppose also another thing with the online is that it gives you the opportunity to kind of practice and tweak your setup with you know weights and flights and stems and all that sort of thing so did that help you settle on the darts you're using at the moment
1: i actually tried to change my darts in the last six months i've probably uh, tried four or five different sets since my darts are really old um, and probably lack a bit of grip what i need Uh, but i'm actually working uh, with a local company horizon darts to uh, create my own signature dart with a little bit more grip I actually was playing with an aluminum shaft and I switched to a L style shaft and that also really helped my game I never realized the importance of setups on darts and I just threw at what I had in my basement or you know what was available and now with with different setups you you know you start finding what works best for you and how they fly straight
0: the online I think is obviously where a lot of people started to see your name being mentioned and Part of that was the fact earlier this year you you threw a nine darter in an online game, which must have been a pretty special moment for you at home.
1: Yeah, and especially I arguably play the best uh, player in North America right now, Jake Taylor. And, you know, it, it, the nine darter was special, but the fact that I was able to open the next lag with three 140s probably was even bigger for me because I still had to win the match and it was a close close match so yeah I think keeping those emotions in check and, and being able to finish the game off was actually more of an achievement uh, that's that's the way I felt about it.
0: And that was the, the 23rd leg of the match so obviously again that stamina and fitness is coming through for you and I know that you sort of have done other sports as well in the past sort of cycling triathlon type stuff so do you think that generally being a physically fit person has been an advantage as you've taken darts a lot more seriously?
1: Yeah, I, I definitely think it helps. And uh, kind of showed this weekend, you know, you play two long days and you you can see that people are getting worn out and, and you know, having that little bit of energy. I also show that in the way I play. I'm, I'm a very... Uh, Emotional player in a sense to where I, I celebrate a 140 I celebrate an out I, I need that energy in my game as well, but I think it's it's more so the mentality through uh, Me doing triathlons that the, the you know, never giving up the fighting uh, That's what I really learned through triathlons and I'm not good at it by no means and but just that mentality um Is is what really helped my game too is never giving up fighting and just, yeah, just hang in there. Even when you're down four to one.
0: I know you're currently in the process of applying for, for American citizenship. So how far through that process are you? and, And what does that actually involve you, you needing to do?
1: Uh, we actually just started it. Um, and I think if I'm not mistaken, it might be a six month process. Um, I don't know what it exactly involves. I think I have to take a test and then uh, uh, pledge allegiance to the flag, I believe, and then uh, I get my uh, dual citizenship.
0: So is that something you've been considering for a long time then?
1: Not so much, and the, the reason for that is, is if I would ever move back to the Netherlands, uh, there are some weird rules. If I had an American passport, I would have to still pay some income taxes in the States. So that's the reason I never did it. Uh, but then now with with darts, there's always that, that chance or the opportunity that you qualify for something. And then, you know, if I'm not an American citizen, I might not be eligible for it. So I, I would not want that to happen. So for that reason, uh, I want to apply for for it. and um, But also, I feel I'm, I'm Dutch and, you know, I have an orange heart, but uh, I learned to play darts in the States. And uh, I'm achieving things through the American... Uh, you know, dart system. So if I would have to pick, I'd probably represent the uh, United States if I play darts.
0: And that's obviously why for, for this year, I know in the WDF system, you're on the American regional ranking list. Yes. You said earlier that qualifying for the World Masters was one of your goals for this year. Well, now you've done that, have you set yourself anything else that you'd like to achieve by the end of 2021?
1: Well, with with me missing the first weekend of the CDC you know i'll still go to philadelphia and play the, the the second series in the cdc just to get hopefully get some points and climb in the ranking but i'm i'm going to try to fully focus on the the ado this year the the wdf and try to play as many of the wdf ranked tournaments as i can and uh, maybe that'll give me a look uh, at lakeside
0: oh yeah i know i saw on your your official facebook Jules van dong and the dutch dragon page You've got a planned schedule for this year, but are you going to be looking to add more WDF stuff to that? Now you've obviously picked up a title.
1: Yeah, I think the the one that I'll miss for sure is the Washington Open, uh, and then the Oregon Open is at the end of the year, uh, and that's one that I uh, will decide last minute uh, if I if I need to, if if I'm in a position where a couple points or I'm still in the running for the Lakeside, then I'll definitely uh, go out there to to have a look at it.
0: Your nickname, the, the Dutch Dragon, was that something you kind of came up with or, or did somebody else kind of suggest that to you?
1: No, I played uh, in Dark Madness finals last October and uh, uh, one of one of our local guys, uh, Mark Lacombe, uh, was commentating on the match and uh, during the match he came up with, with the nickname uh, the Dutch Dragon and uh, when I heard it afterwards I uh, it just stuck with me and I was like, you know, that's what we're going to go with so it kind of that's how it how it started and it kind of has become a thing of its own
0: next year looking ahead to next year you're sort of committed to playing in in q school next year in europe do you now personally see darts as a viable career option
1: um at, at this moment not yet but i'm definitely very committed uh, in a sense to you know i'm, I'm traveling all over uh uh, my work is very supportive. Uh, they're helping me out where they can. Um, so there's definitely there's definitely ways to do it. Um, but I think unless you have a PDC tour car, it's not a, a full-time career, obviously.
0: Now, something I do have to ask you is one of your sponsors, uh, Wicked Pickle Whiskey. Talk to me about that.
1: So... I work for a uh, distillery up here in, uh, in Western Missouri, and uh, one of our new brands uh, that we just released is called the uh, Wicked Pickle Whiskey. Um, it is a dill pickle uh, flavored whiskey with a lot of heat on it, so it makes a good Bloody Mary. Um, I personally don't like dill pickles, but um, I'm, I'm very happy to wear the logo on my shirt with, with all the support I get from them. So um, people ask me about it all the time, and. Than not, I'll have a little uh, fifty ml uh, shot in my car that'll give him the taste. And uh, people either uh, love it or hate it, so it's uh, it's definitely a uh, a cool brand.
0: Well, I'm I'm a bit of a whiskey guy, so you know, over in the World Masters, if I can get over there and you can get over there, you might have to sort me out with some.
1: Yeah, and I think we're actually releasing it in uh, Europe uh, this month. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, we'll definitely. Uh, I'll definitely bring you some uh, some samples.
0: <laughs> lovely. Well, thank you very much for your time today, Jules. I really do appreciate it. And as I said, hopefully get to see you at the the World Masters later this year if we don't speak before then.
1: Definitely, I appreciate you having me uh, on the show.
0: It was really lovely to chat with the Dutch dragon. The rate of improvement he's had over the last year has been incredibly impressive. And as I said already, he really does look like someone we'll be seeing a lot more of in the next few years. And I think next weekend, the American tour heads to Charlotte in North Carolina and he'll be playing there. And I think he's going to be one of the favourites to take home that title as well because he's playing some lovely stuff. The Cherry Bomb International was all registered on Dark Connect, as all American Darts Organisation events are. And we're hopefully now going to see far more WDF events on Dark Connect after the WDF announced a five-year partnership with the Scoring and Records platform. Great news. It really is that announcement because visibility for these WDF events is so vital. It's vital for the players and it's vital for the growth of the organisation moving forward. So the more visibility they can get through the technology, the better, and I'm wholeheartedly in favour of the move. The ladies' winner down in Florida was Tennessee's Danny Warmack. She represented the USA in last year's WDF Virtual Cup alongside Robin Curry. And she was the class of the field at the Cherry Bomb International. She really was. She won 6-4 in the final against Florida's own Chris Kowalinski. Uh, and when we spoke last week, we covered her victory, how a night at the karaoke led her into a darting career, the mentoring she's received from... Tennessee's own Joe Chaney, the power of self-belief in darts, and the unusually modded equipment that she's currently using. I'm now delighted to be joined by American international Danny Wormack. How are you, Danny? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm I'm good. And you're fresh off your first career WDF ranking title over the weekend. How are you feeling now?
2: Uh, it's a little overwhelming i've got a lot of people
0: in my inbox right now yeah and i mean it must have been a pretty good moment for you to actually be able to after all the covid and stuff actually get back playing in person and playing some really good stuff
2: it's been pretty fantastic seeing all of my friends and all the top shots and having a pretty tough room of of people you know it's just been uh, it's kind of it's what i've worked for mm. yeah so everything i've worked for
0: I have noticed over the years, the American events, you guys pack in a lot of stuff during the weekend with the mixed pairs, the ladies' pairs, the cricket, the cricket doubles, whatever. Do you enjoy having so many competitions during a weekend?
2: Yes, it gives you a different variety. Um, I know that after Saturday, you know, you get a little burnout with throwing the same game because we're used to changing it up to, you know, throwing a little bit of cricket here and there. Throwing a whole lot of a one it's... uh, you're like, oh, I'm tired of hitting doubles. Now it's all triples, and it's a totally different game mindset when you go to cricket. And then you can find your aggression on the board again. Hmm. It's definitely helped me uh, depict the difference in being aggressive in 501 and being aggressive in cricket, when to be, you know, the different mindsets. Because in cricket, you can stop somebody from winning. In 01, you're racing yourself to beat your best darts. Really, hmm. that's how I look at it. I have to think of it as a different mindset in each game.
0: This might be a stupid question, but I noticed that you guys played the pro singles on the Friday and the 501 singles on the Saturday. What's the difference between the two?
2: Um, I'm not really sure to be honest. I just uh, the the. Pro singles, it was just uh, best three out of five, and then I think we went to nine and seven or something like that, or seven and nine, and then in the, the WDF singles that we did, it went all the way up to the best of 11, so it seemed to be a longer format for a little longer than what we're used to. They've, they've lengthened our formats here lately because we've been working on online leagues and stuff with longer formats. So, and everybody loves long format. I mean, it gives you more darts for your money.
0: Mm, definitely. Really. The, you had the ladies' singles on the Saturday, which you won. Congratulations. You played well all, all throughout the day, but what would you say was your your best performance of the competition?
2: Um, My best performance was not on Dark connect because i didn't have my tablet and the pro shoot on friday and i th- i had a shot at an 11 darter and you know that whole ooh i have a shot at an 11 darter because my best is a 13 and um i, I turned it into a 14 but <laughs> that's still a great average
0: <laughs> and in the, the the 501 singles final you played chris kwalinski um you got an early break in that game was that? Did that help you to kind of get yourself settled in that first leg with a break and an early lead?
2: I would say it did. It gave me the momentum I needed to just finish it out. Because when you throw all day long... You know, I had been throwing since 10 o'clock in the morning and I finished my match at 2.20 a.m. Gee. So I had been throwing darts literally all day long and it was hard pushing through. <laughs> It was real hard, I'm not going to lie, but I I made it work, and I managed to pop a 1080, but my doubles were real weak. Hmm. They were real weak by the time I got there. I know they were. My scoring was still there, but my doubles were really weak. I had to work on them, my stamina.
0: I was going to say, if you've been playing darts on and off for you know, 14, 16 hours, I imagine when you actually did win, the overwhelming emotion was probably fatigue and tiredness.
2: I was very exhausted i couldn't truly enjoy my win because i was like i need to go to bed <laughs> we had to we had a wait at some point and um there was just a lot of people there there was there was a whole lot of entries there was 72 women in it but we were also sharing you know 55 boards 54 boards i think with the men's too who had well over 100 entries that were also throwing the same formats that we were. There was a lot. It was, uh, they did the best they could with what they had to work with and I'm really, really satisfied with how they ran the tournament even though it ran as late as it did.
0: And winning the, the Cherry Bomb International qualifies you for the World Masters in the Netherlands and that's obviously something for you to, to build towards and look forward to for, for the rest of this year.
2: Right. I'm super excited I've been, my main goal since I started throwing um, has been to go international. I'm heavily competitive. I've played a lot of sports in my life. And uh, this is just another sport for me, for me to go and do the best I can with. So this is something that I've been gearing my practices towards for a real long time. You know, well, three, almost four years. Next month makes four years when I started throwing darts. I've practiced a whole lot.
0: <laughs> yeah. Probably more
2: than most people, but i I put a lot of hours into my darts.
0: I mean it's the the efforts are, are paying off for you and so would playing in the World Masters later this year, would that be the first time you've played darts outside of the US? Yes. Yes it will. You mentioned playing other sports and stuff before before darts. How did you actually get into darts in the first place?
2: Um, I was training and breaking horses. Um, and then I got rid of my horses and I had to find a new hobby. And then I, I was actually at a bar singing karaoke that I normally go to on a Friday night. And these girls walked in and they took me back to the dart room and had me throw in their darts. Well, I ended up going down to their bar and learning the game. And, um, that's where it all began, <laughs> just singing karaoke, you know,
0: <laughs> so had you had you watched darts on TV or, or followed it at all before then, or was that your first exposure to it?
2: Um, when I was younger, my family used to throw darts, like when I was like seven, they stopped, you know, so like I threw a little bit of darts when I was real young, but not I couldn't remember I didn't even know how to play the games. I had to learn the games from scratch. You know, like, I'd seen dartboards before. I might have thrown on one here or there, but I've never competed for darts or learned the game or anything like that until, until about four years ago.
0: So when you first started playing in events and stuff, did you realise fairly early on that you'd got some sort of natural ability for it?
2: Um, people kept telling me that I had a natural stroke. And um, I actually had a couple people that took me under their wing and they started teaching me the game. Sandy Haas being one of them. As I got better, Joe Cheney started pitching in. Lisa Ayers, you know, a lot of a lot of our big shots that have come, you know, over to the UK to throw are all here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And so we've got they they just took me under their wing and you know there's a lady here called Mary Margaret who's taken a real big toll in my darts cuz she taught me you know the kill shots the double bull shots the 14 double bull with two darts you know whatever there's there's been a lot of people that have played into teaching me how to do the map of 501 you know how to take darts out of your hand what to shoot at so you if you miss a, a triple you know the smart shots for the outs and the reasons why because you still have a two-dart out chance or you know like they've they've just taken a lot of time to make my th- my game better and i've i have so much respect and appreciation for all of those people because i wouldn't be where i am today if it wasn't for them it, it really does take a village
0: you know you've only been playing 4 years to have so to have made the progress you have is really impressive. And what would you say has been the key to to that progress for you?
2: Um, The positive influence around me. The positive influence around me is definitely key. Um, I've learned that uplifting your peers is... Darts is a mental game, okay? It's a completely mental game. And if you can uplift somebody and you can help build their confidence, then they're going to throw better. They're going to start having a more open mind to the game. They're going to start hitting better. They're going to start blossoming and taking into consideration what other people have to say. And they're going to grow in the game. And really, that's growing the talent around me. So the positive influence that I obtained from my peers is what I dish out to The newer throwers or to the ones that are like oh I'm I'm stuck at this one level and no you're not you just have to believe in yourself you know you just gotta uplift people it doesn't matter their level sometimes people just need to hear that they're doing a great job
0: for you to progress I imagine you've set yourself goals along the way for, for improvement as well have they been focused on getting your average to a certain point or have they been focused more on I want to get to a semi-final of a tournament or I want to win a tournament, that sort of thing.
2: My original plan was to be um, the top 10 in my state. Then after I became top 10, it was to be number one in my state, the state of Tennessee, you know. And then um, after that, it went to wanting to be in the top 10 of the ADO. And then COVID happened. And so then I was like, well, this is a time where a lot of people might be taking off and I shouldn't take it for granted. And I started practicing more because I was at home a lot more. And then I won right before COVID. I won a national, but I knew that that wasn't the end of my my time. I had won the national for the uh, USA team for um, Jamaica. Hmm. The uh, America's Cup. That's what it was. They uh, COVID knocked me out of that. So it's very unfortunate, but I understand, you know, the whole world shut down. (laughs) (laughs) But that wasn't a means for me to just stop throwing darts. That was a means for me to pick up my game and win the next one. And now that it's all coming back together, my goal is to win. My goal is to finish out what I sought out to do, and that is to become an international player.
0: And I, I mean, as you say, obviously last year the world sort of shut down for everybody and, you know, America have had it, you know, pretty hard. So you actually, as you say, you won the, I think you won the shoot for the moon last February and then everything yes. shut down. So to sort of finally be, you know, winning sort of big titles, I know you won more than one that weekend. It must have then been yeah. pretty frustrating for everything to just shut down for, for basically a year.
2: It was, it was. I'm not going to... I'm not going to lie, it was frustrating because, you know, you work so hard, you get there, you finally get there. And now it's all just, like, ripped out from underneath. And it's like, it sucks. It really does. But, you know, at the same time, we all have to hit the reset button. We all, there's a lot of people that lost jobs that had to start new jobs, a lot of people who, you know, lost a lot of opportunities in life. And we just have to start over. And I'm okay with that. I have to be okay with that. Because if I walk in there with a negative attitude towards, towards anything, then I'm not going to do well. So, I've taken time to move past the frustration, but it just means that I have to win the next opportunity.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
2: Which is my plan. It <laughs> is my plan to win the next opportunity. So, I don't think it'll be the last time that I'm seen on the Team USA because of my determination.
0: Well I mean you played for for America last year in the the virtual cup online and obviously online darts was one of the big themes of last year because it was all people could do really did you play much online stuff and did you feel that actually it, it, did you feel that it benefited you or do you feel it it was something you struggled to get to grips with
2: um it's very hard throwing at home for me um I'm used to the distractions of people around me and all of that so whenever I'm at home and my dogs won't stop barking during my, my thread, I'm like, well, that sucks. <laughs> it's it's uh, frustrating. The distractions at home seem to be more distracting than, than all the chaos at a bar or at a tournament. You're more concerned about your stuff at home, I feel like. So online darts is a very difficult task for me to do. I still keep putting myself in events and stuff. Um, I've been in a couple of draws, single draws. I've uh, done a couple of online streamed matches where somebody was just streaming the match and it wasn't really for anything, just to play darts and to stream it, you know. And then um, I played in the WDF Virtual Cup, and I was a I was a bag of nerves. <laughs> I was expect I was. Expecting too much out of myself for a scenario that I'm not used to playing in. And I, I know that I tried too hard and I, I didn't do very well. It's something that I've taken and I keep putting myself in events to try to pull that out of me in case I have another opportunity like that. And right now I'm throwing in a ladies challenge, a Canada versus USA online. And I feel like I'm throwing a lot better on it now because I've taken the time to work on my online darts.
0: And even though the results in the, the virtual cup probably didn't go the way you wanted them to, that and you know qualifying for the national team for for the Americas Cup and then not making it, that's all given you a taste of that national team jersey that you're obviously striving to get f- for real later this year and next year.
2: Absolutely. Um, I just think that it's great up op- it's great experience it's good for your head game i think online darts is good for your your mental mindset and your mental strength i'm not opposed to online darts i just haven't gotten settled in with it yet i feel hmm. completely not completely
0: something i did want to ask what what darts are you currently throwing at the moment
2: i am currently throwing an eric bristow dart um I believe it was a 22 gram originally. Um, the people who owned it before me, they ended up cutting the top three rings off and rethreading it, and so now it's a 19 gram Eric Bristow. I don't know <laughs> how they did it, but it's. I love the dart, but I, I threw with. The, I started out throwing with an Eric Bristow dart, a 16 gram actually. I just like a light dart. I have such a hard throw and it just, I can put it there and it, it just feels good to throw a light dart.
0: So your your nickname is, is Valkyrie. Does that have a special significance for you?
2: So the Valkyrie, how it came about is there's a guy up in Knoxville who used to make shirts and everything and he started calling me the Valkyrie. His name is Arlene Kelly, and he didn't know that my daughter's name is Freya. Freya is the leader of the Valkyrie, if you know anything about Norse mythology. Um, so it ended up sticking because of the irony, and I love it. So now it's being released whenever my jersey gets finished being made um, in the next couple of weeks. So this is actually the first time that it's been openly released to the public.
0: Mm, Very nice. Hopefully you can get over to Europe later this year for the World Masters. And obviously if you get to the latter part, you'll be on stage. So if you do get to those stage rounds, what walk-on song might you use? And would it be the song that you were doing karaoke on in that bath four years ago?
2: No, it would not be the song that I'd sing in karaoke. I sing a lot of country songs. I haven't actually thought that completely through yet, to be honest. It's something I'm definitely going to have to look up to now. That's going to be my new goal. I have a couple of songs that um, I really enjoy, like uh, I Stand Alone by Godsmack. It's It's a great song for singles, I feel. Whenever I, whenever I first started throwing darts, I threw darts with headphones and it was one of my favourite songs to listen to while I was through. That one and Click Click Boom by Saliva.
1: Um,
2: I like listening to rock when I throw darts, so Okay. And we'll see. It'll be a surprise when I finally choose one.
0: Okay, well, see, I'm a massive country music fan, so if you did choose a country music song, then I would fully endorse what you choose.
2: <laughs> um, I'm not... I'm not sure what would be a good one for... I like Carrie Underwood, and she came out with that song, Champion.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's not very country but that's <laughs> <laughs> one of my favourite songs to listen to as well.
0: I mean, you've got time to work it out, as you say, but uh, if you do pick a country song, then obviously you'll have an additional fan in me, so there you go. Um, but... well, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for your time this evening. I really do appreciate it, and I wish you all the best for... For Charlotte in a couple of weeks' time, where obviously I know you've got all sorts of competitions going on that weekend, and hopefully you'll be uh, in the winner's circle once again.
2: Yes, thank you. Awesome. Thank you for your time in this interview.
0: Thank you very much to Jules and Danny for their time, and thank you very much for listening if you've got this far. The next WDF ranking event on the calendar is later this week down in New Zealand. Uh, the silver ranked John Wilkie memorial will take place just outside of Wellington and the event's named after to John Wilkie who a former New Zealand international and former New Zealand national singles champion i'll see you next week with will recap from that event and hopefully something something else as well uh, but in the meantime you can check out the other interviews in this month with Richard Ashdown Wendy Harper Gavin Smith Laura Turner and Landon Gardner And you can also read my written work at Darts Planet TV, Women's World Darts and the WDF website. I'll see you next week.